Mama Sherman and the Legion of Superfans. No sign of them yet? Keep looking! Their mission to get Richard Sherman is Campbell's Chunky Soup. Welcome back to another episode of the Stony Brook Invitational Podcast. It's week two. I'm your commissioner, Noah Smitelli. I'm here with my usual co-host, Brad Coleman. Welcome back. Hey, good to be back. How was your week off? Um... Yeah, no different from the uh, entire off-season off. <laughs> well, good. Well, I hope you're ready uh, to dive into some football talk. We had a exciting first week in the league. Uh, today's episode, we'll go over a little bit of a recap of last week's games, uh, talk about some of the free agent moves that were done, some valuable, some maybe a little overspent, perhaps, and then uh, the usual power rankings, this time by Brad, and our predictions for this week's matchups. So let's get into it. Um, looking at last week's matchups, uh, Brad, let's start with you in one of the closer games of the week. Do we have to? Yeah, you know, it's right here in front of me, so why not? One of the closer games, Jordan ends up beating you 111 to 102.7. And you mentioned to me it was a comeback victory, so so how, how walk me through what that was like, uh, you know, end of week. How, how was that going? Uh, well, before Travis Kelsey played, I felt pretty good. Uh, and then he scored two touchdowns and a ton of yards, and then I was playing from behind. Oof. Yeah. Uh, and honestly... I've had Mark Andrews on some of my teams for the past few years, and he's not the player that I want to be trying to make the upset. Yeah, uh, so I kind of knew the writing was on the wall. Came down to him on Monday night, right? Yep. Yeah, and then uh, delivers a nice 3.5 points. I'm sure, I don't know if you watched the game yeah, completely, but that, that's always hard to see. If you only need a couple more points, and he's not, not getting it done. Yeah. So Jordan won. He was always a touchdown away, and uh, he just never got it. <laughs> yeah. Um, in a less close game, we saw Vin take on Umberto. Oh my god. And Vin did number one team things and mm-hmm. won one hundred fifty seven point six to one sixteen point nine. At one point, I looked at the matchup, and he was projected one seventy, and I knew that he clearly has the best team. Yes, it was very very quick out the gate high-powered players producing high-powered numbers um hopkins two touchdowns amari thursday night started off the gate you know started off the game very strong uh and then i mean lamar under delivered a a little bit could have gotten to the 160 mark but only getting 17.6 probably his uh biggest quote-unquote disappointment of the week um with a strong showing from tj hawkinson Joe Mixon and Dalvin took um, Lamar's probably like the one one letdown or one thing he could have asked for more. Yeah, I mean, 17 points isn't bad, I think. <laughs> if that's the worst <laughs> thing he has to worry about, then he shouldn't be worrying. Mm-hmm. Uh, and plus, you know, Baltimore's in such disarray right now. I feel like once that's sorted out and they kind of figure out like a running back scheme to go on, that won't be an issue. Yeah. Umberto chooses the wrong flex option, puts in Javante Williams, gets 4.6 points. Mm. Um, I feel like he has a few better options now that he's seen what one week looks like uh, and, and hopefully leads him to a better decision. But uh, that weak flex spot definitely put him uh, as in a, a difficult chance to keep up with Vin or uh, get the win this week. A good strong showing, though. Did actually end up putting the third most points up in the league, yeah. but just uh, had the rough go of, of versing Vin. Yeah, that and, you know, with that shaky flex, uh, I feel like it's just going to be flex roulette every week, which is not a place you want to be in. Like, mm-hmm. he, he has players that always have the opportunity to score a good amount of points, but you just got to choose the right one. Yeah, tough decisions. See how the co- that really comes down to the uh, the coaching or the management of the team, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, another game that maybe I don't want to talk about. Uh, oh, please. I on. went up against my wife, Bella, right? First time husband and wife in the league together. Uh, so this is really going to set the tone for our marriage. And So there's no longer a fiancé bowl. Yeah, no more fiancé bowl. The Until real, me and the, Vin tie the knot. The real fiancé bowl is, uh, yeah. you know, Jordan had to change his team. And he does the, that won't ever be the case again for, for wow. me and her. But 
this was really gonna set the precedent of our marriage and uh unfortunately bella takes it 147.7 to 90.4 i think that pretty much set the tone the way i would expect yeah um we actually we she is in the room do you have any any quick words on the matchup bella how'd you feel about your team's performance this week good <laughs> all right that's it good she felt good yeah <laughs> all right um bid performance tyree kill i think uh you know me and steve brought it up last week as kind of her best pick in the draft um second round player for her and is probably going to end up just being the most dangerous person on a foot on the football field this year with the way that patrick mahomes can throw it to him the one touchdown he had this week was uh looked like a 50 yarder or something that just they ran around for a little bit and just threw it and Tyree kills so fast that he can always make the defender kind of get lost so like they're honestly the perfect duo just because of that someone yep. who can throw off his left foot mm-hmm. and someone who can use his speed to get around anyone yeah like they and, figured it out and bella's got them both so not a bad uh not a bad combo there excellent stack um in a, another not so close game rob beats sabrina 113 to 81 um Good performance by Rob, fourth most points in the league. Hmm. Rough performance by Sabrina, eighty-one, lowest of the of the league this week. Um, just on the bath of Saquon Barkley, her first round pick, fifth overall, only getting three point two. And uh, looks like that trend is continuing. Yes, we'll uh, we'll see what ha- you know. We already saw his game this week. Um, gonna be an interesting season for for all Barkley owners out there, but hmm. um, can't imagine she's too happy that that was where her first round pick went. But same for Rob. Rob had the sixth pick, I believe, and took Ezekiel Elliott. Only got 4.9 points out of him. So uh, slightly different reason why. I would say Saquon, we we know, is still recovering a bit. And uh, Zeke, it seemed like just a tough matchup, perhaps. Um, I don't know what's up with him. They actually have the two running backs I was actively avoiding in the draft. Um, As you know, I had Zeke last year. And when Dak got injured, Zeke just couldn't do anything. And it looks like that's kind of carrying into this season as well. Yeah. So I don't know if it's in his head, but that's not a trend that I want on my team. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so lucky for Rob still withstands it, and that's a nice win there. And last one uh, seemed to be the most <laughs> heated matchup going into it and then also delivered the closest game of the week. Steve renames his team kicker in the first round, question mark, to throw a little jab to insult at team Sonia and Samad. Sonia and Samad renamed their team to kicker your ASS in the first round (laughs) uh, just to kind of throw back at him, let him know that, you know, we'll take a kicker and we'll still beat you. But unfortunately, they come up short in a three-point loss, 83.9 to 87.5, so just about 3.6 point differential. Um, I mean, I like the pun. Yeah, it's. Uh, I know uh, after talking to Sonia Samad that they were going back and forth with two decisions, Michael Gallup uh, and Jerry Judy, which would have given them the win. And then, I think the second one would have been a lot bigger, though. Unfold. I'm just imagining what it could have been. Steve and I talked on the podcast last week, and he brought up, like, you know, unknowingly to me, they had Russell Wilson in, in their QB slot uh, up until, I believe, probably Sunday morning when mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers got swapped in only score them one point and uh that's insane anything else you know we you know we uh, only lost by three and and they had their number one qb score the 35th most points among qbs and there's only 32 teams which is <laughs> an impressive stat uh to have i mean i can't blame them like i would be trying to decide between them too but i think that's just the the woe of having two starting quarterbacks like two i would say top 10 historically right yeah. now i mean definitely you know leads to the question again of the interesting draft strategy but in terms of that decision they did draft rogers first so they kind of planned yeah. on leaning on him more but uh just the last second nature of it makes you you know as a, as a fan rooting for the underdog sometimes you always you gotta feel bad when it when it happens like that right so um so quick standings right we have two divisions here in the smitelli division three teams get the victory with vin uh bella and steve and leaves two teams at zero and one with myself and simonia samad and sonia it's simonia simonia uh and then in the valentine division what that was in the smitelli east 
the Smetel East okay. and like what was, what was it when we were uh, when that, that now the, they're different but that was the uh, that was Vin's team uh, the Vargeist <laughs> the Vargeist <laughs> yeah um, and then in the Valentine division we have uh, two teams with a win with for Rob and Jordan at one and zero then Umberto Brad and Sabrina at zero and one so yeah. obviously very early anybody's chances but Steve showed us this new feature that ESPN has. Uh, showing some playoff pred- predictions, um, which is pretty cool to look at. Uh, and currently, our leader is Vin at 88% chance to make playoffs. So we all know to point and laugh if he fails to make playoffs now because ESPN says he has 88% chance. Down from his earlier, I believe it was uh, up at 89 or 91 earlier this week. Yeah, it's just a few points. I think if he doesn't make the playoffs... He needs to change his name to the Falcons all of next year. <laughs> um, another standout on that list is Sabrina down at 12%. After just one week, ESPN has kind of bailed on her team uh, and said she has very small chance to make playoffs, which mm. is rough. Rough after one week to get kind of hit in the face by ESPN. And the, other, the only other thing that is interesting to me so far about these, because obviously we don't know, you know how accurate they're going to come to be, but... Steve beats Simonia, and then Steve now has a 23% chance to win, and Simonia has a 30% chance to make, uh, sorry, 23% chance to make playoffs, and 30, uh, Simonia has a 30% chance to make playoffs. So even with the, the victory, they still view Steve's team as less potential to make playoffs. Which is I mean, I can understand that. Everyone gets lucky every once in a while, but I still think, well, we'll get into my rankings later, but I still think Steve has a better chance. Yeah. And looking at the uh, the one through ten that ESPN gives us, maybe we'll we'll compare that with uh, with your power rankings actually. But um, great. So before we get into Brad's power rankings, let's let's talk a little bit about some of the interesting waiver moves this week. Mm-hmm. First week of actual action. So you know there was some waiver moves before week one that we'll talk about. One in particular that was very substantial. <clears throat> Jordan. A few. Um, and then. After week one is when we see uh, a little bit more of the things we didn't expect, so that's when some moves uh, tend to have a little bit more uh, weight to them. So the the one big one happened right after me and Steve recorded um, was I had picked up Tyson Williams in about uh, probably just after our draft, and then in a frenzy of learning that Austin Eckler had not practiced, I was trying to grab his backup, and so I end up picking up Justin Jackson and dropping Tyson Williams, and in that same day, Gus Edwards tears his ACL, and Tyson Williams becomes the presumed starter. So What a saga. Um, it was actually the Thursday last week of the first game, and... Uh, I guess no, maybe nobody had done it. Pretty went probably unnoticed by most uh, that Tyson Williams, you know, a name that most people don't know, uh, as well as just in the frenzy of having him on a team and dropping him before the season starts. Um, but Jordan did notice it, and Jordan was willing to spend quite a bit, quite a bit of money on the potential new starter and drop sixty of his fab dollars onto this starter, who uh, then renames his team blowing my fab budget on backups <laughs> so i mean the first game though did look like he was the starter um yeah I, ended up working out well uh, i mean i watched a decent amount of the game uh, i don't know how important the pass blocking element is going to be uh i think right now it's clearly between him and latavius murray uh it could be a split of you know more of a pass catching back and uh you know someone who can barrel through a line uh right now there's just so many questions surrounding it I personally have um, Tyson Williams in two of my three leagues, and I don't even think I'm going to start him for week two, mm-hmm. just because I want to see like how it pans out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and they uh, they pulled up Devonta Freeman now to the active roster. Uh, they cut Trenton Cannon, who was playing a little bit with them last week. Jet Legend. Yep, Jet Legend Trenton Cannon. <laughs> So that was before week one, and then now running week one waivers. Uh, the highest bid went out to myself. I put $27 down on Elijah Mitchell, outbidding the next highest bidder of Rob, which was 15 um, 27 definitely a lot to spend on a single player, but um, if he ends up being you know, Raheem Mostert out for the season and Trey Sermon getting the, the full-on bench treatment, 
Um, looks like they mm-hmm. want Elijah Mitchell to be the, the, the takeover back now. So Sure seems like it. Um, you know, I'm okay getting that. Even if it doesn't pan out, he, he's not uh, a running back I'm leaning on, but I think someone that can be very valuable, um, and I'm happy to have him for, for $27. Uh, other standouts when we look at this week's waivers, um, let's look at a maybe overdrafted value. Uh, we got Bella sitting in the room with us, but blowing twenty dollars on the Saints defense. What do you think about that, Brad? <laughs> uh, but let's talk the strategy. Is that I don't know. She's she's right in front of me. I, I don't know if I want to say it. I honestly think I'm being bullied right now. I don't think anyone else would oh, we're just, go this we're far. Just recording the podcast. I'm sorry. That was <laughs> Uh, I'm just gonna say I wouldn't spend twenty dollars on any defense. I have, I would have the same thought process there, but yeah. and uh, let's make a compliment to the next uh, waiver picked up by her though. Uh, Rob Gronkowski for ten dollars. Rob Gronkowski balls out in week one, hmm. uh, outbids you. You put in a bid for right. for Rob. I put in a bid for Rob. Um, I mean, only us two. Wow. Only the three people in this room wanted Rob Gronkowski, uh, but worked out. I guess uh, you got him. Bella got him. And it was a you know good, good tight end to add to her uh, very tight end strong team. So um, nobody else really of note gets super picked up, but one that will slide under the radar for now. But I'm going to give Jordan a lot of credit for thinking of this is picking up Jeff Wilson Jr. Oh J W J J W J for zero dollars. He learned his lesson. Zero dollars. He didn't <laughs> blow any fab. Didn't blow any fab on a potential backup, but. Um, what I love about the move is that immediately can slide into his IR spot. Yeah. And then also when he comes back, he's only on the PUP right now. Uh, so he'll be out for six weeks, potentially more. But comes back to a room that just lost Raheem Mostert and might be able to take over with some value. So I think that was a very wise pickup. Once I saw him do it, credit to you, Jordan. I actually went and, do, went, went and did it in all my other leagues. So thank you for the suggestion. Um. And yeah, any other notable ones that you're that you're seeing, Brad? I mean, I like your pickup of uh, Mark Ingram. He had a promising, you know, week one. He spent zero dollars on him. Uh, I actually spent two dollars on him. Just oh, you know, I he, mean, but yeah, twenty six carries. Yeah. I mean, um, big game for him in terms of usage. Um, new team. There's a lot of new players there. They have Mark Ingram, Philip Lindsay, David Johnson. Kind of now seems like he's in the backup role. But 20, yeah. twenty six carries is. I wouldn't uh, have expected that from from Ingram. Uh, yeah. I picked up Philip Lindsay in one of like the later rounds of the draft, you know, just in case he was maybe some kind of facet for you know offense. But mm-hmm. I don't know. It looks like it's going your way here. Yeah, um, second most carries I believe of any running back this week, uh, only behind Vin's powerhouse team uh, with Joe Mixon. So mm-hmm. twenty nine carries for him. So, um, great. Let's get into Brad's power rankings. You heard yeah. me, me and Steve's last week. Mine, I would say, uh, I don't have a firm enough opinion after one week to, to make a lot of changes yet. So, I figured it would be nice for the audience to hear uh, a new perspective and get Brad's sure. 10, th- 10 to 1. So There might be some hot takes. Hot takes. <laughs> we'll see. Hey, me, me and Steve had uh, some, some different opinions, so it was, it was good. But yeah. let's see where you where you lay on this, Brad. So who who do you have at your number 10 spot? Oh, we're starting from the bottom. Okay. Um, I mean, do you want to start from the top? Uh, I mean, it would be – it would make it more climactic your, if we start power from ranking. the top. You, you go from where you want to go. <laughs> uh, we could always start from the bottom. I feel like that's what we usually do. Well, when we start from the bottom, some people check out as soon as they hear their name. So, it's up to you. Mm, but I know Vin checks out once he hears his name, mm. so I'll make him go last. So we'll start at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> well, now he heard his name. He knows where he is. Oh, he's gone. <laughs> Have a good day, Vin. We'll see you later. I think he already knew. Uh, but yeah, so I guess we'll start at the bottom uh, where I am actually going to put uh, Simonia. Ooh. Uh for anyone who doesn't listen to our podcast, so probably the vast majority of our league, uh, Simonia is Samad and uh, Sonia. That's my affectionate name for them. Um, and it's not just out of force of habit, because uh, I usually have Umberto there. So you're welcome, Umberto. Uh, <laughs> um, I mean, I think they they drafted a decent team. They definitely made improvements in their drafting from last year mm-hmm. obviously this is you know only their second year so i think uh the effort is definitely there and paid off but just a rash of very early injuries really hasn't helped them right. uh 
I was, you know, pretty big on Judy coming into this season, and he's already gone. Yeah. Uh, and I think any wide receiver on the Cowboys was a great choice. Uh, obviously, I think Gallup is kind of the third one there behind Cooper and uh, C.D. Lamb in whichever order you want to put him in. Uh, especially with Dak back. I mean, we, we, we all saw what he did week one. Uh, but I think losing those two players right away kind of brought them down for me. Otherwise, it could have been debatable. Yeah, yeah. We, me and Steve complimented you know their team last week in, in terms of definitely a stronger draft than, than in years past. But um, yeah, I didn't even you know realize uh, Judy just being kind of their next or third even even third wide receiver uh, can slot in there. But uh, big loss with him going out for at least uh, six to eight weeks. Yeah, I mean, I'd much rather have him in the flex than Mike Williams. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, all right. So, who slots in at number nine for you? Number nine, I've got Matt's team. Okay. <laughs> Matt's team. Uh, elaborate for us. I don't know if everyone. Well, that's Sabrina's team, but he drafted it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Matt, you we can thank you for this uh, amazing team that's slotting in team uh, spot number nine. <laughs> uh, I mean, on first look, I went straight to a running backs. Uh, it's a lot easier to find wide receivers, in my opinion, to slot in when you need them. Uh, so she's strong at wide receiver. It's just the running back she's having a little more trouble with, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. This might be hot takes on my opinion, but I mean, as we were saying before, Barkley returning from injury, it, he doesn't look like the Saquon that we saw like in past seasons. Uh, and considering we just saw the Giants game last night, it looks like it's kind of continuing. Did have a nice burst uh, 41-yard run, though, last last night. Yeah, so did Daniel Jones, mm-hmm. and he's not a, <laughs> a top-ten running back. <laughs> uh, so on top of him, uh, there's also some concern about Sanders. He's splitting a lot on the Eagles, right? Honestly, Sanders impressed me more than I was ready to be impressed by him, you know, going into draft season I, I was very low on him mm-hmm. um, and I think I spoke about that when I spoke about Sabrina's team last week but I am I was impressed and happy and especially with the way that that offense worked really well with Jalen Hurts um, at the helm so I, uh, I've i risen on Sanders uh, considerably from okay. where I was um, I mean aside from that I think you know she has a good wide receiver core once it gets towards the bench it's you know, a little more shaky but yeah but I think, you know, I'm, I'm just going to preface the rest of my rankings with the fact that I think it was very difficult to draw a lot of these teams apart from each other. Sure. Uh, I think Especially we had a very... after one week. Right. I mean, yeah, definitely that too. But I think it was a very balanced draft for the most part. Um, just a round of applause for the league. Yeah, really, really. Uh, so once I got past my top, like one <laughs> i really had to think about some decisions so if you're low so you're on the ranking your number two is interchangeable with your number 10 all right well i'm not saying that but if, if you're low in my ranking it just means you're probably in a pool of about five or six people that could in, you know change week by week very easily uh so no no insult meant by by these rankings so with that, with that said number eight who is you know ambiguously maybe number six or number yeah. ten in any given week right who is uh who's who's that number eight uh i've got the guy that beat me last week uh i've got jordan there oh wow yeah uh so this is another one of those situations you were saying steve you know anyone can get lucky you're saying jordan got lucky i'd beaten you if you, if you have him ranked lower than than you could be part of it uh one thing i wanted to bring up about uh jordan and and steve's team just uh as a kind of uh we we went full circle basically with with jordan's blowing fab on on tyson williams because um he had jk dobbins lost him to injury steve gets a great steal of a running back with gus edwards late in the draft (laughs) and then he loses him the starter so no no big benefit for steve no free running back two uh in the late rounds and then Jordan goes ahead and you know tries to recover his running back with with the fab and ends up getting the guy he wanted. So, so if all I, is right, if I were Steve, I would read the trend and pick up Devonta Freeman. Ah, <laughs> sure. Nah. Um, I, 
I'm not gonna say he got lucky because I feel like that's kind of insulting. Like, I don't think his team is terrible, but mm-hmm. I'm not so big a fan of his running backs. I think they're in general like a little more unproven. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like they can go either way. I mean, Swift, he's a little more injury prone, and he's got um, uh, Jamal Williams behind him already getting you know good usage. Mm-hmm. So you know that could turn south quickly. Um, again, I think it's more testament to running back depth than anything that puts him lower. Yeah, and I had him at eight last week, and I mean, he kind of surprised me in both ways. Uh, his running backs did better than I thought. You know, I was not right, great yeah. high on Jonathan Taylor and DeAndre Swift. DeAndre Swift got a lot of passing work, um, but I was high on Julio Jones and Brandon Ayuk, and Julio did very little, and Brandon Ayuk literally did nothing after <laughs> running a couple routes. Yeah. Um, so it seems like him and Trey Sermon both getting a, a little bit of not coaching favor, and he has them both as people that I thought would help his team, but now uh, very, very questionable um, you know, bench players at best right now. Yeah. I mean, I just want to say uh, Matt Stafford, I love that pick. Um, just watching him play and seeing like him smiling for once is pretty <laughs> <laughs> a pretty good thing to see. Free from the Lions. Uh, so I... I I think that was a great pickup for him in the drafts. Looked great, too. Uh, and, of course, Kelsey, uh, he burned me. Yeah. So I have to... Uh, Kelsey the Brad killer. I have to put some respect on his name. <laughs> great. Number seven would be... Number seven, I have Bella. Wow. wow. Number yeah. two store of the week puts up a dominant no, out of curiosity, 147. Where <laughs> uh, I'm not doing rankings this week. No, I know, but, but where would you rank me? You should have listened to the podcast last week. I did. He ranked me at five. Did I go uh, down or okay. up? Uh, I would have to move you uh, uh, up uh, from the performance, but you did withstand an injury now or sustain an injury to your running back. So uh, if I had to well thought out, uh, I, I would probably end up moving you up one spot to four because um, I think – you know, Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill is going to be mm. more dominant than Love that just stat. the name value expects. Um, but and, and Nick Chubb, you know, mm. will be consistently solid. Great first round pick there. Uh, but yeah, no running back two is a, a very hard thing for me to love as a top three type of team. So I'd, I'd probably have to either keep you there or, or move you up one spot. Yeah, when I was making my rankings, I saw that I was putting Bella under Umberto, and I was like, wait a second. Umberto's usually in the basement for me. What's happening? Uh, and then I looked at her running back two and saw David Johnson, and I realized, oh, all right, that's why. <laughs> yeah, so tough with uh, Josh Jacobs. We'll see what happens if he's going to be available beyond week two. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yes, just today being announced that he will not play in the game this weekend. So, uh, yeah, strong rest of the team. I mean, we mentioned that kind of the big three are going to be able to put up big numbers that – push her to uh you know a, a potential to outscore anybody in any given week um but the rest of her players lack a floor that i think um you know makes the the ranking a little bit tougher to feel great about going any higher than than where you might have her at seven yeah but just remember the saints d just got paid so hopefully they uh they perform <laughs> accordingly saints d just had their big 20 dollar <laughs> contract right who's that number six for you Number six, I have Umberto. Yes, I have Umberto at number six. Number six, fringe playoffs team here. Yeah, um, moving on from my discussion of running back depth for, like, forever so far, um, I think his running back situation is is very good. Um, I always go into the season having doubts that uh, Chubb and Hunt can both put up good numbers, and they always do. So um, so I, I really like his setup there, especially with McCaffrey. Yeah. I'm always a huge McCaffrey fan. That's very interesting. I would not use the words very good to describe it. I have a different opinion there. But, um, yeah, I think, I mean, Kareem Hunt, game by game, can can definitely put up some good numbers. But um, I don't love having to rely on him as a number two running back in this league, you know, in, in this I don't mind. And Javante and, didn't show me anything yet. That but just he remember, says, he's got Drake on the bench. So as we were saying with uh, – Jacobs, we don't know how long he'll be out, or if it could be an injury that nags on for a while. Kenyon Drake, I mean, he's already a very talented back, and now he's got some opportunity there too. Yeah, should be should be valuable while Josh Jacobs is out. For he sure. definitely favored from opportunity here, Umberto. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Okay. Yeah, he's uh, he's my six. Interesting. Number five, getting uh, into the top half of the league in your eyes. Right. Or what could some maybe next week be uh, the bottom half? Of could be. <laughs> in current standing. Yeah. Currently, I got uh, Steve at five. Um, the only people I have, you know, somewhat concerns with, um, I mean, Chase Edmonds is, of course, you know, they're trying to figure out him and, uh, and James Conner. Uh, I don't really like having a splitting situation without knowing what kind of, uh, what kind of a backfield it's going to look like. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't want to depend on him. Uh, and I mean, Jonu Smith, he's splitting with, um... Uh, who, who else is on the Patriots? Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry. So again, I, you know, I'm normally a pretty big Jonu Smith fan. Yeah. But you know, on Tennessee, it was him and I think like Ferkser. Yeah. So he was always getting the looks <laughs> there. Uh, other than that, I mean, he's got a good looking team. Mike Evans may be, uh, may not be the wide receiver you want on the Bucks, but they're still the Bucks. Um. And I love the Herbert Eckler stack there. Um, also, Moss being a healthy scratch makes uh, Singletary possibly a startable back. Yeah. So yeah. I I end up I, I put Steve as my number two team last week. Wow. And I would I would have to drop him after seeing the first week's things because um, I was very excited that you know I think he had found in my initial opinion some good value with James Robinson. And that doesn't appear to be the case right now. Uh, with I James. think he'll bounce back. I don't see a reason why he wouldn't. Um, with the season he had last year, I mean. The reason I would see that he wouldn't is based on strictly coaching staff decisions with new coach Urban Meyer. Not loving him. And, uh, you know, you can tell that they didn't really love him with their draft pick of Travis Etienne in the first round. And also now with the decision to get Carlos Hyde uh more touches than him in game one so it's gonna be interesting i mean i personally believe in the talent of robinson a lot i, yeah. I love watching him and thought, thought he was great um but just very very interesting to see what's gonna happen there and then i was also you know i've been a big odell believer um always always looking for that bounce back when you have that much talent but him being out last week already ruled out this week um just doesn't leave you with as much hopeful potential as as it does when you go you know, draft him in the in the sixth round or so. So uh, he he would definitely fall down probably to around that five six spot for me as well. So I like where you put him. Okay. And uh, who's at four for you? So now you're talking about playoff teams. Yep. Yeah, uh, at four, I have myself. I'm personally a big fan of my depth. Um, I I think my starters are all like I. Other than Mark Andrews, who I think I had mentioned my doubts in him earlier, um, I love all of my starters. Mm -hmm. uh, and then on the on the bench, I have Galladay, who I think he'll eventually get it together. I mean, if he could do well on the Lions, I think he can do well on just about any team. Sure. Um, especially with Judy's injury with Cortland Sutton, I think he's very startable. Uh Marquise Brown, we'll see what happens, but he's really the only standout wide receiver on that team right now. I don't know if I would put Sammy Watkins in that discussion. Yeah, I, I had you at four last week um, for my ranking, and I didn't see anything that would make me hit the panic button on anybody. Like, that would right, make me yeah. want to drop you. You know, obviously not the performance you want coming out for week one, but not anything I'm overly concerned about. Um, in fact, was definitely impressed. Another eagle that impressed me was Devonta Smith, someone I didn't mm -hmm. have as many expectations for. You know, I did draft Jalen Hurts, but somehow didn't have a lot of expectations for any of the other eagles, so I don't know what I was thinking drafting him, but <laughs> ended up working out, and now I, I do have a pretty better outlook for Devonta and uh, and for Miles Sanders, like I was saying before. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think my performance or lack thereof last week was due in part to... Buffalo really not doing anything against the Steelers, which yeah, and with very unexpected. With the stat of Allen and, and Diggs, you're going to be pretty reliant on you know if they do well, you do well. If they right. don't, you might you might stifle a little bit more. Right, but I would say most weeks it's a stack to go with for sure. Yeah, so yeah, uh, I'm not too concerned moving forward. Yeah, and not impacting your starters, but um, I was a little concerned with Sutton, just him coming back from a pretty big injury last year. Yeah. Didn't, you know, Judy going down and still only having 1.9 fantasy points. Judy went down 
relatively early in that game. Um, they didn't need him. Sure, they were up. Maybe that's why. But three targets, one catch, um, just didn't look like the type of player that is going to turn into a, a great value um, just with that first performance. And uh, Marquise Brown, again, another person that wasn't like super impressive to me just in the way that the Baltimore's passing offense looked. And now I believe he's dealing, he was missing a few, some practices this week. So yeah, you know um, his performance could have been due to that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. who do you have at number three? Uh, I've got Rob at three. Uh, you sound very. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I haven't heard my name. Taken so aback by very, that. Uh, oh, I, I'm oh, flattered. I forgot I had you way at the bottom. I didn't mention you. Oh no. Oh yes, you must have skipped over. <laughs> um, All right, Rob at three. Uh, he's another person. Even with the running back that you're actively avoiding in Zeke. Yeah, um, that's really the one thing that doesn't place him in. Well, I'm I'm not gonna say the top two because I know who number one is always gonna be right now. But <laughs> um, oh, you're so sweet to your co-host. That's very nice. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> got him. Um, I mean, I do have doubts with one of his top running backs, but. I think David Montgomery slips in for Zeke very easily if Zeke keeps uh, having some issues in his performance. Yes. Uh, I I did not give David Montgomery enough credit when I ranked Rob last week at six. Hmm. Um, Tyler Lockett had a fantastic game. Uh, I don't... We saw last year that that's not going to be something you can consistently count on. Um, but Allen Robinson kind of did what I expected him to do, which was struggle uh, with Andy Dalton in a, in, in a tough matchup. I don't expect that offense to produce, right? Uh, which is why I had concern about Montgomery, but Montgomery's talent seemed to kind of overcome that, whereas Allen Robinson has the talent, but he's also a little more reliant on the quarterback. So um, until we see Justin Fields take over and also do a little bit more, you know, prove that he can make Allen Robinson – valuable i'm not gonna be in love and put rob in a top three for me yet mm-hmm. um but definitely more impressed by david montgomery than i was ready to be yeah so. uh and of course having dak there <laughs> he's pretty much playing exactly like he was beginning of last season yeah, looked, which was looked amazing on pace for like record setting uh, yeah so he, i think what did he have he had must have had uh, another 400 yard game yep 403 yards week one which is, makes it like four straight or five straight 400-yard games. Um, yeah. Last year he was on pace for 7,000 yards in a <laughs> in a 15, in a 16 game season. Now he has 17 games. My God, we'll see what he does. Yeah, awesome. Who do you have at two? Um, probably Vin, right? Yeah. I'm glaring at Noah right now since you can't see me. Uh, no, I have Noah at number two. Okay. Uh, and he has a sneakily good team. Um, you know, his running back depth is just wild. Um, I His starters I had some doubts with. I feel like Aaron Jones is on that, like, fringe, you know, first... Yeah, I would say first-tier running back. Um, I feel like he doesn't get as much name recognition as a lot of other backs, but he mm-hmm. has the performance to back that up. And Najee Harris... Uh, I didn't know what to expect from him, but then I saw he was on the field for 100% of the snaps during uh, week one. So that's something you want to see. Yeah, a very unique stat to have. He was the only running back that had that, um, so I was happy about that. And I mean, go, go, reasonable doubts in terms of you know their performance this week, obviously not what I wanted, similar right. to your team. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm definitely happy with him. If I, if I had a running back room, I would be happy with the, the guys that are showing up every day. Yeah, and going along with uh, shaky Pittsburgh running back situations in my head, uh, you know, James Conner being uh, the only roadblock in the way of Mike Davis having a great season, uh, and he did great on the Panthers when McCaffrey was out. Uh, I think he's a great, you know, stash there on the bench. Daryl Henderson, uh with my previous concerns about Zeke, he's got Tony Pollard, picked up Elijah Mitchell. I already said something about Mark Ingram before, so it's just there's so if you need running backs, his, his whole bench is just full of great running backs. Palmer. I mean, especially if you have a ton of tight ends, you should probably trade for a running back from Noah yeah. Bella. What? That would make. Wow. <laughs> uh, Brad, you saw the abuse I got, and you're. <laughs> 
he's just pointing out something that would make logical sense. But um, and I, I'm going to say that, you know, after week one, I'll give a, a little preview or peek into what I think might be my most valuable picks this year. Um, you said Matthew Stafford looked great, and that connection was mostly with Cooper Cup. So I'm very mm. excited about yeah. how that looked. And then Jalen Hurts, uh, late QB. Me and Steve talked about it last week. I think uh, really impressed me. You know, had great control of the field, and I think uh, that combined with a, a solid rest of the lineup will, you know, kind of uh, a stud late QB allowed me to get some other pieces that I, I think filled up the roster nicely. Yeah, and when I say sneakily good, I mean if you scroll all the way down on his roster, you'll notice he has Michael Thomas on the IR. Once he comes back, having Michael Thomas, uh, Cooper Cup, A.J. Brown, C.D. Lamb, like, he, he just has depth just about everywhere. Uh, so I think it was pretty easy to place him in number two. Thank you. But not quite as easy as my number one ranking oh we have seen this coming from miles away steve and i mm-hmm. both easily put him there last time i honestly don't know how he was able to draft such a good team um i will blame some other people myself included i did not pick deandre hopkins in the second round nobody picked him in the second round and ben gets to pick him in the third as his one he gets a top wide five wide receiver with two top 10 running backs like it's yeah. Now, it doesn't happen like that. I know I'm a huge DeAndre Hopkins fan, and it's kind of sacrilegious that I didn't pick him up, but Stefan Diggs was there, and I did want to have that, uh, you know, Stefan Diggs, Josh Allen stack there. Yeah. So, but there's not many wide receivers, wide receivers you should be taking ahead of DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, the only ones that <clears throat> like can can definitively be made. As, as should should have been drafted above was Adams, Tyreek Hill, and like those are the only definitive ones. And then Diggs right. is a you know a very fine pitch ahead of him. But any anybody else after Diggs, uh, Hopkins, and I mean even Ridley, like you know Hopkins just has that more kind of proven uh, talent uh, year after year. So uh, and then Amari Cooper ends up being a stud like he always does. Health yeah. health will be big for for him if he can stay healthy, but. Had a great performance from Jamar Chase, um, if he needs to bat, and Brandon Cooks, if he if he needs to kind of step in, it won't provide that elite level talent I don't think with Cooks and Chase, but so so Vin will struggle if he runs into injuries I think. But yeah. uh, I mean I was honestly surprised that Cooks could put up numbers. Tyrod Taylor looked better than I expected. So he did. He did. I initially wasn't as high on Vin's bench, but after seeing Week One performances, Jamal Williams getting as many touches as he did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chase and Cooks doing well. And Ronald Jones. Bid, oh, yeah. Bid one fumble performance and benched. I uh, love that. Love we were that actually performance. watching the Thursday night game last week. And as you know, I have Fournette on my bench. And he has Ronald Jones. So we were going <laughs> back and forth. Uh, I don't know. It looks like Fournette might win that battle. Who knows? Maybe. Well, they announced Ronald Jones will be the starter this week again. But they play the weirdest yeah. tricks on that anyway. Um, but yes, ESPN would agree they have been with eighty-eight percent of his uh, of a chance to make playoffs. So congrats, Ben. Damn. Congrats, Ben, on making playoffs. Essentially, <laughs> uh, let's compare that quick. Or you want to run that back ten to one? Just yeah, for yeah, a sure. Quick recap. Uh, starting from the bottom, we have Simonia, Matt, Jordan, Bella, Umberto, Steve, myself, Rob, Noah, and Vin. Okay, and. Uh, ESPN, Steve had uh, put in our group chat. They have also an, a ten to one ranking of right, where right. you where they thought you'd have a final projection on draft day, and also now your current projection of where you'll your final standing will be. And um, Vin was at number one on draft day. He is still currently at number one. So well done to Vin. Mm. Uh, Brad moves up to number two in ESPN. I'm shocked. <laughs> I lost. You, <laughs> yeah. You were number three on draft day, but uh, you've impressed apparently. Okay. Um, I like number four, uh, number three on our list jumped. Team Umberto jumps what? from ninth on draft day <laughs> to third place today in in ESPN's uh, eyes. So Umberto, well. Done. I don't know if I trust but these rankings. Whatever you did, especially when Umberto, it put me at two. <laughs> whatever you did, sound ESPN liked it. Uh, the official Waller fan account wow. goes from fifth on draft day to fourth today. Not bad. Uh, again, you know, best draft they've had as a team so far. So, 
Oh, definitely. Let's yeah. See if it continues. Um, Noah's tight end, which uh, sounds weird saying as myself, <laughs> but that is Bella's team name, uh, drops from fourth on draft day to fifth today. Um, a couple other people moving backwards. Uh, cheers to you, Mr. Robinson. So that would be Rob goes from second on draft day all the way down to sixth today. So uh, that is not as favorable of a move, but you know if all these teams are moving up, someone's got to drop back. Seventh, staying in seventh is Jordan. He blew all that fab, but stayed in the same spot. Seventh on draft day, seventh today. Uh, eighth is me. I was tenth on draft day. Steve was very happy to let ESPN, <laughs> you know, be correct on that. But Steve, I'm sorry, ESPN has changed their mind. I'm now eighth in their eyes. Uh, ninth on today is Steve. You've dropped from eighth to ninth, and. 10th today is Team Something Funny. So uh, Sabrina dropping from 6th on draft day. They did not like what they saw from 6th on Wait, Sabrina's in the league? Oh, sorry, Matt. Oh. Matt's team. Yes, yes. yes. All right. <laughs> uh, last but not least for this episode, let's go ahead and take a quick look at this week's matchups, give some predictions. Last week, I predicted 3 out of 5 correct. Steve predicted 2 out of 5. So let's see who will win. Oh, he had faith in me. me. Four. Uh, yeah, he did. Shouldn't have. <laughs> All right, so first matchup we have uh, Vin versus Simonia. So who do you have winning this matchup? Vin. Right? You have Vin. Yes. All right, I'm going to try to take the contrarian. Um, no, you're not. I am. ESPN says right now it's a 120 projection for Vin, 111 for Simonia, 54% win probability for Vin. I'm taking the under. I'm taking the underdog. Uh, I think there's some great matchups here. And Vin has some not-so-great matchups. Uh, and, you know, they're going to have to get wins sometimes. Like, they're not going to go 0-10, right? 0 and, 0 oh, no. They're definitely not going 0-10 or however many games we have. But they're going up against the best team in the league. They so are. And I have to go with Vin. Yes, and Vin's my number one as well. But, you know, sometimes to get the uh, the advantage in the pick'em game, you got to take the underdog. So I'm, I'm taking Simonia in this. Uh, what I'm going to laugh at though or or kind of make fun make a joke out of is that last week steve and i talked about how you know that they had russell wilson in and maybe it was the right choice maybe it was the wrong choice. now they switched to rogers was the wrong choice and now they have russell in but i really think that uh they're gonna regret that if they don't go rogers this week playing against detroit so i think this is all reverse psychology to get them to lose for some reason um they're both in my division, so I would like them both to lose, if possible. You guys can tie, and I'd be totally fine with that. <laughs> but I do think Rodgers is really, really the uh, the right play here. Um, anyway, so we have Umberto versus Rob. Uh, ESPN has them at 123 for Umberto, 107 for Rob after Thursday night's games, where Umberto had 22 points from his kicker. Wow. Now that is a uh, so, uh... positional advantage, if you will. Sonia should take notes on his ability to choose kickers. Yes, most definitely uh, warranting a nice pick. So who do you have in this matchup? Um, I mean, obviously my pick is kind of biased at this point because uh, he already had 22 points from his kicker alone, but I'm probably going to have to go with Umberto. I, too, went with Umberto uh, for this pick. Yes, uh, we are m- picking on Friday, which is less ideal for a uh, a fair one-to-one pick, but um, a strong start from the kicker, and as well as just um, pretty solid uh, matchups. You know, in terms of looking at Rob and Umberto's team, they would stack up pretty evenly. And Rob did have a not so great performance from Gibson, only getting 8.3 points. So uh, definitely manageable for Umberto to keep his lead. Um, so I think that he will win that matchup. Mm-hmm. Um, Next, we have Steve versus Bella. And currently, um, uh, ESPN has a 106.3 for Bella, 109 for Steve, with Steve having a 51% win probability. Um, My prediction here, I did go with Steve. We talked about Bella's running back two situation right now. Um, Unless she figures something out, that is a gaping weak spot for her. And... uh, Kansas City plays Baltimore, which, you know, Patrick Mahomes, you never are worried about the matchup. Um, so it's silly to even bring that up. But um, had Logan Thomas last night is kind of where, uh, you know, didn't put up anything 
super impressive, which always gives her one less chance for someone to get a touchdown. And, and so um, don't love DJ Moore against New Orleans. Don't love T. Higgins uh, after getting injured last week. Um, but big Saints D, we'll see. Uh, we'll see if they come through <laughs> with that twenty dollars worth of, of points. Yeah, uh, I don't appreciate that. No, I'm, this is I, a. I hope they do. It's a genuine question. Maybe they do come through with twenty dollars worth of points. Um, but yeah, I like Steve's matchups a lot this week with uh, Herbert and Eckler playing Dallas, uh, Devonte playing Detroit. Um, like I said, I think Devonte and, and Aaron Rodgers are gonna do do a lot of good work. Uh, yeah, I would probably have to go with Steve as well. Um. You summed it up very nicely. Okay. <laughs> um, and then we have yourself versus Sabrina. Mm. Who are you taking in that matchup? I mean, Terry McLaurin is already starting to shred me, so. Ooh, ESPN, mean, even after last night, has you projected 113 and her projected 111, so you have mm. a 52% win, win probability. They really don't like her team. Even after a good start, <laughs> they have her in 10th place. They have her losing to you. Saquon, you know, not doing a lot. Terry doing a good job, but Saquon kind of evening it out with a, a not-so-great job. Yeah, I mean, I like a decent amount of my matchups. Um, I think my team kind of lives or dies based on my Bills stack. Stacking the Bills, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, Get that money. I feel like they'll put up a good game against Miami. Uh, I've got Godwin against the Falcons, so... Uh, I think I might be able to pull it off. Yeah, so Brad having confidence in himself. I am going, again, a contrarian, taking uh, a low-power-ranked team, Sabrina, and giving her the confidence uh, that I think she can pull off the upset. Um, great start from Terry, so I, I hope, you know, I'm thinking that she can ride that uh, success and into a win. Uh, last one here on my board is me versus Jordan. Which ES- I think may be the closest one. ESPN's closest matchup. I, I think your your versus Sabrina matchup also is going to be very close. But um, ESPN has us at 110 for Jordan, 109 for me with a Jordan 51% win probability. Um, I have always biased. I don't know how often in these predictions I predict myself to lose. So even in this close matchup, I'm going to take myself. Uh, but I'm curious to hear your thoughts. I mean... I would, <laughs> I would hate to take you because you're not taking me, but I think I might take you. Okay. Uh, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Awesome. So, um, we have two different opinions. You have Vin. I have Simonia. I have uh, Sabrina. You have yourself. And then we both think that I would beat Jordan, Steve would beat Bella, and Umberta would beat Rob. So, we'll see if we are correct. Um, anything else you would like to add before we head into the weekend? Uh, I'm glad to be back. Glad to have you back. Uh, if you'd like to join the show, um, call us at our uh, studio hotline number, uh, which is just Brad's cell phone. So send him a text, send me a text, and uh, we will get you on the show. Thanks for listening, and good luck, everyone. Have a good week. <laughs>